You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The terrific Football Tuesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Absolutely loved the interview last hour with Brandon Marshall, former NFL linebacker, Super Bowl champion, uh, and our new BetQL Network teammate doing a great job on NFL Sundays on Inside the Betting Lines. And uh, we just tweeted out the video of him saying he doesn't think Brock Purdy should be in the MVP um, conversation. Absolutely love that from Brandon Marshall. If you missed it, you can check it out in podcast form. Just search You Bet wherever the hell it is that you find your podcasts. Over the course of the next 60 minutes, we'll continue our handicap of Week 15 in the National Football League. Ken will tell you about the betting movement happening in the Vikings-Bengals game on Saturday with Nick Mullins announced as Minnesota's starting quarterback. And we will continue to talk the Titans and the Texans. We'll get to the Dolphins and the Jets, the Saints against Tommy DeVito and the Giants, and the two primetime games on Sunday and Monday night, the Ravens and the Jags in Jacksonville, the Eagles and the Seahawks in Seattle. But speaking of those of those Jacksonville Jaguars, it is an absolute pleasure to welcome to the show right now. Uh, we, we had him on on a playoff show, but this is his weekday debut on the show. Pro Football Hall of Famer, in my opinion, the best player in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Hall of Fame left tackle and NFL analyst for our friends at Westwood One and good friend of our good friend, Pete Prisco. And uh, Tony Baselli is going to join us in just a moment here. Tony, just so you know, I asked Pete a little earlier, like, hey, like, Tony's coming on. I know you guys are friends. What are some things I could say to Tony, like, to kind of like, whatever, like, like, make the interview fun, whatever, loosen him up, whatever. And Pete said... Uh, a couple things which I don't think I want to say on the show, but just so you know, I did reach out to Peter, and he said a couple things to me that I thought were a little suspect. Tony is on Twitter, at Tony Baselli. My man, welcome to You Better You Bet, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. How are you? I always worry when in my in the introduction that part of my introduction is being friends with Pete Frisco. That's like, uh, it's, I can go down and it's kind of, uh, that's an interesting uh, crowd to be a part of, but I do love Pete. He's uh, He's the best. We have a long, long history, a long friendship since uh, 1995 when he was the beat writer and we used to battle and yell at each other in the locker room. <laughs> That's not where I expected that answer to go, but all right. Uh, Tony, a bunch of t- things we want to ask you about, a bunch of games we would love to ask you about. I want to start, though. We've spent a lot of time on our show today and this week, and I think a lot of shows have, talking about most valuable player because it just seems to be like a, a unique discussion for this season, too, where the betting market has two big favorites to win MVP, like just two favorites that are the most likely, Dak Prescott, which I don't think is surprising to that many people, and Brock Purdy. And there's just been a lot of discussion. I'm sure you've seen some of it too, Tony. Maybe you have a strong opinion on it. Like, can Brock Purdy be the MVP of the league? His team is so good. There's so many all-pro players, so many great skill position players. Can a quarterback in that offense win most valuable player? I think a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on that. Some people think probably, yeah, no problem. Some people, we had Brandon Marshall, former linebacker on last hour. He was like, I kind of roll my eyes at that, that he can win. Where do you kind of come down on this? Like, 
Brock Purdy as as that valuable to the Niners' success? Well, I'd love to know why he can't. Like, what would make – and I, I played against Brandon Marshall, respect him. I mean, not played against him. He was in Jacksonville for a little bit before he went – I know him. Before he went to Denver, uh, why would Brandon roll his eyes at Brock Purdy? Like, because if you tell me it's because he has so many great players on his roster, is Dallas talent deficient? I mean, go look at that roster. Look at that offensive line. You could argue that the offensive line is much better or as far as star-studded. They probably have two Hall of Famers in Tyron Smith and, and uh, Zach, uh, uh, the right guard. Martin. Uh, Martin, thank you, Zach Martin. And they got uh, C.D. Lamb. They, you know, they got one of the best defenses. You know, they got Micah Parsons, a defensive player of the year guy. I mean, they, they're stacked. So if it's because of the talent around them, I don't buy that. If you look at the numbers, he puts up amazing numbers. He's productive. Um, he does nothing but win. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think Dak's having an amazing year, but I think Brock's having an amazing year as well. And I, I don't see why he couldn't be up there. And I think a guy they're probably leaving out. If you watch Monday Night Football last night, pretty obvious that Tyreek Hill makes that offense go in Miami, and is doing things that few people ever have at that position. I think you had to put Tyreek Hill in the conversation. You know, unless you are of the uh, ilk that you think really the MVP. Um, is really who's the best quarterback. Because that's really, at some level, it feels like what it's become. All right, Tony. So, you like, Brandon kind of dismissed Brock Purdy as an MVP candidate, and it's his right to do so, right? So you you won't do that, right? Nick, real quick, just because, Tony, I know you kind of asked. I know it was kind of like, you know... uh... Just like, you know, I'm not, not sure why uh, why people would dismiss Brock Purdy. Just the case was, and I think this is easy to understand. And like, you're right with everything that you're saying. But I just, just to like, kind of like defend his position just because he's not here. Just the idea that he, he argued, like, if you take Brock Purdy off the Niners, and we've seen the Niners like swap in a lot of quarterbacks because of injury and because they wanted a different quarterback. His argument was basically, if you swap in another quarterback, they're at least still maybe a playoff team and they're at least pretty good. If you take Josh Allen off the Bills or Dak Prescott off the Cowboys, his argument was like the drop off is greater. Just to kind of like color in with, I think, a little bit more of the argument there. Like, do you, do you buy any of that, I guess? I mean, maybe that's part of this, too. Yeah, like these hypothetical situations we'd like to build out. I mean, which I, you kind of have to, I guess. Um, I don't always buy because, I mean, if you look at the win record since Brock Purdy's been the quarterback and the in the production and what he has done, um, I think it's hard to argue and just put anyone in there. Like I know for, I mean, I've heard. So I was going to say I know for a fact, but I've heard from good, reliable sources that because of Brock Purdy's ability and how he can comprehend and how he can control the offense. Kyle Shanahan's whole playbook's open. He can digest the entire thing. I mean, this was a similar argument early. You remember Tom Brady? Remember it was everyone but Tom Brady at the Patriots? This is why they won Super Bowls? It was the defense. It was Belichick. It was this, that, and the other. I think history has proven the one constant uh, that was in New England is why they won was Tom Brady. And he proved that when he went to um, Tampa. Now, and it took a while for people to realize that. And I think it's going to be the same thing because of where Brock Purdy was drafted. You know, the measurables aren't kind of off the chart. Um, You know, all the different things that kind of go into it. You know, I don't think Brock Purdy will win um, the MVP for a lot of other reasons that have nothing to do with what he does on the field. And and maybe it's fair because he is, I mean, from top to bottom, that 49 roster is, is stacked. 
but, and so is Dallas. They're both great teams. Um, and it will probably take Brock multiple years uh, to prove people that, oh, yeah, you are a franchise quarterback. Yes, you, you are really dang good. You're not just a – because what you hear today around Brock is he's a system quarterback. He's successful because of the system. And while I do agree partly that because I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best offensive minds in all of football and how he designs his offense and what he does. Um, so, I, I mean, that's a fair argument at one level. And so I think it's going to take Brock a number of years to, to play at this level before people kind of view him as a franchise guy. Because if we sat here and talked about who are the best quarterbacks in the NFL, who are the franchise quarterbacks, my guess is it would take a little bit of time before we got to Brock Purdy's name. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a terrific football Tuesday, talking the National Football League with Pro Football Hall of Famer, Westwood One NFL analyst, our friend Tony Baselli. Tony on Twitter at Tony Baselli. All right, Tony, so you made a good case that Brock Purdy should be an MVP consideration. As of right now, if you had to pick, who do you think the most valuable player is in the NFL in 2023? Well, just because of my recency bias, I'm going to go with Ty- Tyree Kill after seeing how inept they were without him on the field as an offense. Um, and maybe just to be the contrarian, because I, I don't think it should be just a, uh, a quarterback award, um, which it has been because just the way the game is played. Um, I think Dak will win it the way that he's playing this year. And I think, and I think he could deserve it. And I, I, you know, I could be talked into voting for Dak, but I think what Tyree kills doing at the wide receiver position and how important he is to that offense and how he makes that entire offense go and be explosive. Um, I think he has a strong argument as well to be the MVP, but you know, you know, I could be swayed pretty easily because I saw Dak on uh, Thursday night called the game for Wesley one against Seattle and, he is absolutely fabulous right now. Tony, j- just curious then, Dak, obviously a huge game coming up this week. Maybe this obviously affects his MVP candidacy. And maybe Josh Allen can get back in the MVP conversation. Dallas heads to Buffalo. Early weather forecast might be really windy at the game, too, which could impact maybe how both quarterbacks play in the game, like 20, 25-mile-per-hour winds and cold. As Buffalo in December, I think we all kind of have a, a mental image of what that's going to look like. So the the Bills, Tony, are, are a very small favorite in the game. It's essentially just pick the winner of the game. You mentioned you like the way Dak's playing right now. Uh, Buffalo obviously beats Kansas the city last week if you had to pick the winner of that game dallas at buffalo uh who wins and why well i'm gonna i'm gonna go buffalo just be i mean a lot of things you said weather home field i think they're playing at a at a high level right now um both coming off emotional you know physical games um from the week before so no advantage there and i think you know, Josh Allen's an interesting case as far as MVP because what he means to that team. And in games where it is, you know, questionable weather and everything else, you know, obviously his strong arm, Dak has a strong arm as well, you know, fighting through the wind and throwing it, obviously important. But what Josh Allen can do with his legs, he runs like no other quarterback. Um, now, Will Levis tried to run like Josh Allen last night and took some huge hits, but Josh Allen, like he tucks the ball, and it's like he's a fullback all of a sudden. I mean, he and he's more athletic and nimble and and good movement than you know you would think a guy his size would be. And so I think his legs make him super dangerous in in these late December January games where weather is a big factor. So I probably give a slight edge just because the Bills are hot. It's desperation. I mean, every game is really 
based on, you know, they're at seven and six, you know, the AFC is super crowded um, at home. I, I like the bills. All right. So that's the, uh, the bills and the Cowboys coming up on Sunday, Tony, let's talk about the Jaguars on Sunday night football, hosting the Baltimore Ravens and Jacksonville reeling a little bit, obviously right now, losers of a couple of straight games and Trevor Lawrence, not a hundred percent healthy. And uh, here, here comes Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite at the Jags. Uh, lowish total in the game, about 43-and-a-half. Do you look at this as a bounce-back opportunity for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars to the Ravens come in and roll? What do you think we see play out in Duval coming up on on Sunday night with the Ravens and the Jags? Yeah, I think it's going to be – I don't think – you know, neither team is – I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, I think it's a it's a tough matchup for the Jaguars based on you know kind of their injury situation. They're without you know their most important receiver in Christian Kirk on IR. Um, they were down to their fourth left tackle against the Browns. Now there's a chance that <clears throat> excuse me Walker Little will come back at left tackle. I think he's day to day is the last I heard. So there's a chance, but you know he's he had a uh, he had an injury just a, a couple weeks ago, so that's questionable. Um, you're, you're down some guys in the secondary that they're going to try to get back. That's going to be important because, you know, Lamar has proven that he can play from the pocket this year with under Todd Munkin. Um, but the biggest thing is going to be just the physicality of that Ravens front. And the Jaguars have really struggled to run the ball as of late. And it's put a lot of pre- even more pressure on Trevor. And I think he's responded. He's, um, he's, he's tough as heck fighting through an injury. And, you know, he'll, he'll be game. He'll be ready to play. Um, but can that can the Jaguars offensive line handle the physical handle the physicality of a really good front seven who can rush the passer? They're good against the run, and if the Jaguars do what they ended up doing against Cleveland, where they called 57 pass plays, There's, he was sacked four times, he ran three times, and he threw it 50. That's not how this team play. You know, that's not how the game needs to flow if the, if the Jaguars want to beat the Ravens. Um, they're going to have to get something going on the ground. So I think it's going to be a close game. Um, you know, I'm the worst at picking Jaguar games because my uh, heart gets involved, and obviously, uh, I have a strong biases towards them. And so, uh, I'll be rooting heavily for the Jaguars. I know that for sure. Tony, only about uh, 30 seconds left. Would love to just hit one more game very quickly, and it's really just: Do you think the Kansas City Chiefs can can blow out the Patriots on Sunday? The betting market for this game, and Chiefs have not been very good for a few weeks. Struggled in some of these big big games they've had the last couple weeks. Eagles, Bills. Um, do you think the Chiefs can win this game by 10 or more points? Do you think they can beat any team by 10 or more points right now in about 30 seconds? No, um, because I don't think they have the explosive players outside. I think their passing game is limited. Um, Obviously, have one of the best tight ends ever in Travis Kelsey, but they don't have the speed. They don't have the, the skill set on the outside, and it's hurting them. And so they have to play a completely different game. And I think the Chiefs still they have the best quarterback on the planet, in my opinion, in Mahomes. Uh, their defense is playing really good this year. Um, but I think this is a team that has to rethink how they play and how they win games. And I think, you know, they're not going to – I don't think they blow at anybody. Maybe trade for Tyreek Hill, get him back, and maybe maybe that would help matters out for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Try to get some explosive plays on the uh, on the perimeter. Tony, we appreciate it, man. This was this was fantastic. Even though we both have the association with Pete Prisco, it was still awesome. Pro Football Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. You could listen to him call in games. Analyst for our friends at Westwood One on Twitter at Tony Baselli. My friend, have a great broadcast coming up this week. Enjoy the games, and we'll catch up with you soon. Hopefully, here on You Better You Bet. Thanks, guys.
Tony Baselli joining us here on the show. Absolutely awesome. Like great stuff. Brandon Marshall Former and Tony Baselli both today. great on the show today. Yeah, yeah it's really, great. it's really, it's really great. On the other side, we'll continue our handicap a week fifteen. <laughs> 